Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Uh, we are busy with the Holy Spirit, right? We are busy with the theme, the Holy Spirit started last month and we are continuing. It's a beautiful theme and God is doing great and marvelous things. Now, I said last week when I was preaching in, in Delmas, I said to them, the Holy Spirit is a worker. The Holy Spirit is a worker. If you don't believe me, go and read the book of Genesis. The Bible says he was hovering. He's a, he's a busy somebody. He does, not just, he does not want to sit still. He is the power that raised Jesus from the dead. He is a worker. He's a worker. He does not want to just lie dormant and sit there. He's a worker. So as we are busy talking about him, teaching about him, he wants to do things. And he has already started doing things, I know. So if you happen to have a testimony, right? If you happen to have a testimony, and I know I also have mine, you have a testimony as well. Uh, there's a provision here at church that we can testify so that uh, we don't hide what the Lord is doing in and through our lives. Somebody say amen. amen. So we urge each and every one of us because the Bible says that the, uh, uh, we, we, we are able to overcome by the word of our testimony and by the power of the blood. So if you testify, you are shaming the devil. Amen. You are overcoming and you are shaming the devil. Somebody say amen. So if there is any um, 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 testimony that you have, please speak to Pastor Tati. And uh, there is Pastor Tati. And uh, she will tell you what to do. You can even just record yourself. Uh, many others uh, usually just record a voice note of themselves. And they send it through to the office. And then we will share with the church. Amen. And God is going to bless us. Because when we, uh, when we testify of the goodness of the Lord probably he will even do more for us because he knows that we are those who do not keep quiet. There's a Zulu song that says, don't keep quiet when God, does, when God does great things for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I please have my iPad back? We are now going into the word. First Corinthians. Let's we are here for the word. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We are here for the word. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That's where we are. That's where we are. That's why then uh, we have been saying that it does not just lie dormant. First Corinthians chapter number 12. Please turn with me to the book of First Corinthians chapter number 12, we are going to read verse number 4 to verse number 7. He does not want to lie dormant in the inside of us, but he wants to manifest himself. And he manifests himself through what we always call the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's how he manifests himself. First Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 4. The Bible says there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Somebody say the same spirit. Verse number five. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Somebody say the same Lord. Verse number six. 
And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God. Somebody say the same God. God. It is the same God who works all in all. And verse number seven, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to how many? Each one. For the profit of all. The manifestation of the spirit is given to each one. For the profit of all. It is given to each one for the profit of your husband. Given to you for the profit of your wife. Given to you for the profit of your children. Given to you for the profit of your neighbors. For the profit of the church at large. For the, pro- for the profit of those who are going to benefit in your life. Even as God has given you years in this life somebody say amen Amen. he is given he gives his gifts to each one he does not discriminate it is not for only those who are called it is not for only those who are evangelists or the or, or the fivefold ministry but it is for each one the holy spirit gives his gifts to each and every one of us so as i am continuing to preach Please do not exclude yourself and say to yourself, "Eh, this does not apply to me. So that is why I wanted to get that out of the way to say it is not about who's who, but it is about him giving these gifts to each one. It is not about a specific kind of a person, but it is to each one. Anyone who receives him, anyone who receives him, anyone who receives him, He manifests these gifts uh, in and through those people. Hallelujah. So not only did Paul encourage us to not be ignorant about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but he also encourages us to desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Last week we did well in explaining the fact that Paul encouraged us as the church To say we must not be ignorant of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In fact, I am am reminded of a a scripture that says "In in the days past, God overlooked our ignorance. But he is now calling for all men to repent. So even as we are encouraged not to be ignorant about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we need to repent from our ignorance. So when you repent, you are changing your mind. Repentance simply means changing your mind and changing your ways. So when he says we must not be ignorant and we are then saying we are repenting of our ignorance, we are then saying to the Holy Spirit, we are going to make sure that we learn the gifts of the Holy Spirit and we know how they operate so that we can then uh, be the ones who allow him to manifest himself in and through our lives. Somebody say amen. Amen. So we are not only supposed to not be ignorant about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but we must desire. Somebody say desire. Desire. Somebody say desire. desire. A desire is a good thing. Many of us desire many things. There are many things that we daydream about. And we are desiring them. We wish for them. So in other words, Paul here is saying to us, we must desire, we must have a burning feeling of desire for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be made manifest in our lives. Somebody say amen. So the spiritual gifts are to be 
desired. In the book of First um, Corinthians, chapter number uh, fourteen, verse number one, Paul says, "Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts." And also in the same verse, he he says it this way in the Amplified Version. This is how it, it, they put it in the Amplified Version. In the Amplified Version, it says, "Pursue this love." This eagerness, make it your goal. Yet earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual gifts. So you don't only just desire, but you cultivate the spiritual gifts. So we did well uh, last week talking about the revelation and the gifts that reveal something. It's just a recap for those who were not here with us last week. We spoke about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So now the gifts of the Holy Spirit are categorized into three parts. But last week we, we singled out the part of the gifts that reveal something. The gifts that are gifts of revelation. And I said uh, last week that if you are a person of revelation, it will be easy for you to get results in the kingdom of God. Because revelation is part of the equation that produces results in the kingdom of God. I'm just going to quickly run through it. We will teach it one day. But you first have an encounter. And then after an encounter, you then have a revelation. After a revelation, then faith comes. Faith comes when, you, when something is revealed to you. And after faith, then it's action. And after action, then it is the desired end. It is the result. It is that which you have been believing and trusting God for. So it is a part, revelation is a big part of uh, this equation of receiving things from God. So it is important that we are people of revelation. And these are the gifts that will help us in, in, in terms of uh, uh, the revelation of, of knowing what is available for us in the kingdom of God. So we did well in talking about the gifts that reveal something. And these gifts are, do we remember? Word of knowledge. Yes. Do we remember? Yes. And what else? Word of wisdom. Another one. The discerning of spirits. You were here indeed. Somebody say amen. So the gifts that reveal something are the revelation gifts. Those are the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. I will encourage us, if we did not uh, maybe uh, get to hear the sermon, if we can go to, to the podcast or to YouTube and just uh, uh, look them up and God will bless us. So there are revelation gifts and there are also power gifts. And the power gifts are the gifts that do something. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 9, that's where we get all these gifts. You can read it at home. But in verse number 9, then it says, To another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healings by the same spirit. And to another the working of miracles. So the power gifts, the gifts that do something, are number one, faith. Number two, gifts of healings. Number three, the working of miracles. Remember I said all of us can partake of these gifts. And then another category is the gifts of utterance. And the gifts of utterance are the gifts that say something. So remember the gifts that reveal something, the gifts 
that do something and the gifts that say something. So these are the gifts of utterance. In verse number 10, it says to another prophecy, to another different kinds of tongues and to another interpretation of tongues. So it is prophecy, it is different kinds of tongues and it is the interpretation of tongues. So today we are going to focus and zero in on the power gifts. The power gifts. Somebody say the power gifts. So in the kingdom of God is the kingdom of power. We all know that God operates with power. That is why he even said, let there be. Because he was challenging. My husband always says, when God said, let there be light, he was challenging to see if there's anyone who's going to say, no, it must not happen. And what, is that person more of a God than I am? So in other words, he was saying, if you are out there and you are able to reverse what I have just said, show yourself and let darkness remain. So he said, let there be light because he was proving his power. He was showing how powerful he is. So we don't serve a God who is powerless. We serve a God who is powerful and his kingdom is about power. Each and every kingdom, if you can study kingdoms, you will realize that it's about power. Even the kingdom of darkness, the enemy tries to even have power. But his power is a counterfeit. And if you don't have the power that can superimpose his power, you are not going to survive his power. That is why you need a power that is above his power to be able to deal with whatever it is that he, he brings your way. So kingdoms are about power. So even the kingdom of God, in, 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 even the kingdom of our God is about power. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 4, verse number 20, it says, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. So God does not just speak, but his words become what he has spoken by reason of the power. That is why he is able to say, let there be light, and then light becomes. It is because in his kingdom is not a matter of words, but it is a matter of power. And God loves demonstrating his power. God loves demonstrating his power and he wants to demonstrate his power in and through our lives because whatever it is that he created stood and it was never shaken and he's not creating it again. The only way he can show off his power and his ultimate power, it is through us, his people. And therefore we need to allow him to demonstrate his power to the world because his kingdom is not a matter of word but it is about his power somebody say amen. amen so when we are preaching the gospel it is incomplete without the demonstration of power because even God when he saved us he saved us with the demonstration of power Jesus said you will kill this temple but I will rebuild it after three days he said, you will bury me, but I will arise after three days. And lo and behold, exactly that happened. He resurrected after three days. Now that's power. 
He spoke the word, but then the power was demonstrated. That is why then they believed that indeed he was the son of God. There is one person who actually even said, indeed, this was the son of God. Why? Because of the demonstration of power. Somebody say power. power. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians chapter number one, verse number five. The Bible, the Bible says, for our gospel did not come to you in word only but also in power and in the Holy Spirit in much assurance as you know that kind of men were, what kind of men were among you for your sake. So now the Bible here says the, 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 the redemption that we got, the, 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 the renewing of our lives that happened, it was because of the power of God. There is no one who is able to change a person you can ask those who always said, I am going to change him. He did not change. He does not change. It is only God who is able to change a person. So if you want someone to change, give them God. So instead of making people your project, make them the project of God. Because it is only God who has the power to change a person. Even you yourself, you were changed by the power of God. It was not your own intellect that you gave your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, when you were very clever in the world, you were very clever in such a way that you can just say, I'm giving my life to the Lord Jesus Christ and I am being saved. It's because of the power that worked in the inside of you upon hearing the word of God. And then the power came and you don't know what happened. Many of us, if we can testify about our salvation experience, we will say, I don't know what happened. Even I myself, I don't know what happened. I saw myself at the front at Rema Bible Church crying tears, not knowing why am I crying because nobody died. And nothing has happened to me. Why am I crying? The power. The power that changes. The power that transforms. And then you wonder, how come am I a new person? It is by reason of the power. You cannot change yourself. Don't even try. Quit trying. You cannot change yourself and you cannot change a man. You cannot change a woman. You cannot change anyone. Unless they are exposed to the power of God. It's only the power of God that is able to change lives. So the gospel that we received is because of the power that we were able to be changed and transformed. So empty and powerless sermons don't change lives. No matter how eloquent you can be, if there is no power of God that is backing what you are saying, no one will be changed. That is why you will find churches full of people who are full of hatred. Churches full of people who are full of lust. Churches full of people who are full of everything that you can think of because they come and mark the register every Sunday and they are there. They are saying all the right things, but the kingdom of God is not a matter of word, but it is the matter of power. That is why they will never be changed, no matter how many times they can expose themselves to church. But if they don't expose themselves to a true and a living word of God that brings life, that comes with the power of God, there is nothing that will change in their lives. Somebody say amen. I don't know about you, but I've experienced Christians who've been Christians for many years, but because they have never come into contact with the true power of God, they are not changed. So even us as pastors, that is why we are not about notes. We should not be about notes. 
That is why we should not be about the eloquence. That is why we should not be about the knowledge, the head knowledge of scriptures. But we must contend for the power of God. So that when we preach to people, the power of God can then permeate their lives, can then come into their hearts, and then they can be changed and transformed. There is no transformation that comes by just word that is not, that is void of power. No transformation. None whatsoever. Any sermon, no matter how well structured it can be, no matter how well presented it can be, if it lacks the power, it will not change your situation. If it lacks the power, it will not change your mind. If it lacks the power, it will not change your heart. If it lacks the power, it will not change your situations and circumstances. That is why we need not to be those who just follow blindly. We must check the power. Must check the power. First Corinthians chapter number two, verse number four. The Bible says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human understanding, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That is why a person will then say, I don't know what happened. But somehow, as you were preaching, just one thing hit me hard and I knew that one was for me. It's because of the power. And then it changes your life. Notes will not change your life. It's the power in the word of God that will change your life. So we must believe in the power of God. And we must be bold enough to contend for the power of God because his kingdom is not a matter of words, but it is a matter of power. So we must not be ashamed to go after the power. We must not say, Lord, there are things that sound good, but they are not biblical. Some of us will say we are not here. Uh, we are here because we love God. We are not here for his power. No, we are here for his power. No, no, no. You, 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 you are saved so that you can be exposed to his power, so that you can experience his power. Otherwise, what is it that will distinguish you from a mere man, from any other person at work? from any other person at school, from any other person in your business, in the business world, how are you going to be distinguished if you don't contend for the power that comes by the Spirit of God? Amen. Never say, I love God for, God for who God is. No, you need the power of God. In fact, in, the, in, 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 in this day and age, we need the power of God more than ever before. We need the power of God more than ever before because everything seems to be against what we want. Everything seems to be against what God promised, promises in his word. So we need to contend for the power so that we can be able to demonstrate the power of God. That when there is a falling down, we say there is a rising up. But we cannot just say there is a rising up and yet we are down there. And we keep saying it with our mouth. So when we say they were, everyone says there is a going down and we say there is a rising up, there must be indeed a rising up by reason of the power of God. Somebody say amen we must not be people who don't care about the power of God we must contend for the power we must want to partake in the power of our God somebody say amen, amen. there are many people who will never believe unless they see signs unless they see wonders unless they see miracles and the first miracle is your life. 
Ah, somebody say amen. amen. There are many people who will never be saved. There are many people who will never believe unless they see the demonstration of power. Unless they see the miracles and the signs and the wonders. And the first sign that God wants to show your world is you. You are a sign. You are a wonder. It's just that you are not working the miracle worker in you. To show the things that God has deposited in the inside of you. You are a wonder. If you can just make sure that you contend for the power of the spirit of God. And you apply each and everything that we are teaching in these, in these weeks. And actually everything that we are, we are teaching every, mo- every Sunday morning. If you can take all of those teachings and you contend for them. And you say this is the word of God. And I will not rest until I see it happening in my own life. You will become a wonder. And everyone will, 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 will be asking what, what changed? What happened? Because week in and week out. Even as you come, even as you serve in the house of the Lord, even as you come week in and work and week out, God is doing a work in the inside of you, a work of power. And the work of power will be seen soon. Amen. People will see it. And people will know. Because even if you can't see the difference, people see the difference. And then, by you becoming a sign, they will then believe. John chapter number 2, verse number 23. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs which he did. Even Jesus Christ himself, he had to manifest the power of God for people to believe in him. How many people will believe in you if you can be able to manifest the power of God? Even people who thought you, 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 you are not capable. Even people who thought you, and you will amount to nothing. Wait until the power kicks in. Jesus. The Bible says they believed. By, because of the signs that he did. So now the power of God is experienced and released. When we allow the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be activated and to work in our lives. When we allow him to activate his gifts and when we work, we allow the gifts to work in our lives. That's how then we are going to experience the power of God. That's number one, right? Number two, also with the laying on of hands, we can experience the activation of the gifts of the spirit of God. Somebody say amen. amen. So now that we know what are the gifts of the Spirit of God and what is it that we lack in our lives and we can pray and ask the Spirit of God to even uh, 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 give us those gifts. But if we see that we are struggling with a certain kind of a gift, you can ask for the laying on of hands and those gifts can be imparted over your life. Somebody say amen. amen. In the book of Romans, chapter number one, verse number 11, it says, For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may be established. So establishment comes by the activation of the spiritual gift. So maybe there are areas in your life where you are not established. Check the gifts that are supposed to be at play in that part of your life and contend for them. 
and want them. Ask for them. Pray for them. Ask the Holy Spirit to give them to you. And if it happens that maybe you don't see them being activated, ask for prayer so that the laying on of hands may be practiced over you. And then you will receive those for your establishment. If you don't believe me, there are many, there are many gifts that the Holy Spirit can give us and establish us in our business. Just in business. You can be established in business by reason of the gifts by the Spirit of God. If you don't believe me, the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge can come and you will know where to apply and when. Wow, yes. Ah, there is power in the kingdom of God. Yes. It's not about prophesying and saying, yes, Papa, here. Yeah. It's about you having a true and a living relationship with the Holy Spirit. And causing him to work the gifts in the inside of you. And after he has worked the gifts in the inside of you, you will practice all of these things that we are talking about in your own personal life. And you will see them and you will indeed become a sign and a wonder. Establishment comes when you activate the spirit, um, when you activate the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So the gifts are a manifestation of the Holy Spirit and they are meant to benefit us, not to be used for show off, not to be used so that we can manipulate people, but they are there so that we can become a blessing to the church of Jesus Christ, so that we can manifest, so that the Holy Spirit can manifest himself in and through our lives, in every sphere of influence where God has given us the privilege to, to be in. Amen. First Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 7. The Bible says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. We read there, verse number 7. It is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. All the gifts that we are busy tackling, all the gifts that we are busy talking about, they are the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So we need to have a true and a living relationship with the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. amen. So number one, we said it is the gift of faith. We said it is the gift of faith. We are all supposed to walk by faith. The Bible says we need not to walk by sight, but we must walk by faith. And this faith is the faith that is developed through the hearing. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing from the word. So when we hear the word of God, we develop three kinds of faith. When we hear the word of God, remember the Bible says faith comes by hearing. So when we hear the word of God, we develop these three kinds of faith. Number one, it's the saving faith. It's the faith that comes when we preach the word to you and you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. That is saving faith. God is saving you from yourself. God is saving you from the kingdom of darkness. God is saving you from everything that has been uh, uh, ravishing your life. He is saving you. That is saving faith. So when you decided that I believe in this, that saving faith came about. The Bible says, for by grace, we have been saved through faith. That is in Ephesians chapter number two, verse number eight. And then also we get living faith. 
So after we are saved, there is a certain level of faith that we need for our living. So this faith is not just the faith that came about and we lifted up our hand or maybe uh, at, the, at the foyer over there, Pastor G or whoever else came and said, would you like to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? And you said, yes, I believe I want to, re- to receive him as my personal Lord and Savior. That faith is the saving faith. But then there's another level which is living faith because after you, 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 you go out of this place or wherever where you were saved, after you go out, there is a life that you need to live. And that life requires faith. So that's the living faith that you need um, when you are now living. And that one is just the general faith. The Bible says, now the just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter number 10, verse verse number 38. Now the just shall live by faith. So you are justified and you are saved. Then you must live by faith. So this is that general faith that comes into your life. And then there is a fruit of faith. There is a fruit of the, of the Spirit, which is the fruit of faith. The Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit is faith. And that we find where we find the fruit of the Spirit, which is Galatians chapter number 5. And in verse number 22, that's where we find that there is a fruit of faith. And that faith, that fruit of faith is produced by the Holy Spirit in and through your life. Somebody say amen. amen. So without faith, we all know that it is impossible to please God. Many of us have heard that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if it happens that there is something that you want to do for God, for him to be pleased, you must give him faith. God is pleased by faith. If you give God faith, you have given him something that he loves the most. He is pleased when you give, them, when you give him faith. And how many know that when someone is pleased and they are capable of doing something great for you, they are able to just give you whatever it is that you need and whatever it is that you desire because you have pleased them. If, so, if you please someone who owns everything, there is no way that you can lack. So we give God faith so that God can be pleased. But it is by the Spirit of God that the Spirit of God will help us to produce even this fruit of faith so that God will be pleased. It is impossible to please God without faith. But there is another dimension of faith which I am praying for each and every one of us to tap into this morning. And that dimension is called the gift of faith. The gift of faith comes by the Spirit of God. And this gift of faith is a wonder-working faith. In the book of First Corinthians chapter number 12, where we read in verse number 9, the Bible says in the Amplified Version, it says, to another wonder-working faith. So when it talks about faith, it says this faith is a wonder-working kind of faith. So if there is a wonder that you are waiting for, you must tap into this gift of faith. And you will see that wonder coming into your life like never before. And also in the NLT version, the New Living Translation, it says, the same spirit gives great faith to another. So this gift is a great faith. This is not the saving faith. This is not the living faith. This is not the fruit. But this is 
great faith. And then in the easy translation, it says, the same spirit causes other people to trust God strongly. Wouldn't you be happy if you are able to trust God strongly? You are steadfast, trusting God. How will God be pleased if you have strong faith? Faith that is unshakable. Faith that is strong. Faith that is steadfast. That's the gift of faith. That's the level that we must all reach. And that's the level we must all hope for. That's the level we must all pray for. There's a certain level of power and of the supernatural that we will never experience unless we allow the gift of faith to kick in in our lives. God has got a lot in store, but the, the only thing that he is waiting for from us is faith. God wants us to buy from him. He says, come and buy from me without money. And when we buy from him without money, what do we use? We use faith. Faith is the currency of heaven. That's how we transact in the kingdom of God. That's how we transact. It's, it's either you can buy it via your affordability or you can buy it via faith. But how many other things we cannot afford and we need them in our lives? How many other things do we wish for but we cannot afford? But there is another level called the gift of faith that we can be able to hear that God is able to do such and such for a person. And then we say, Lord, here is faith. I may not have any other thing, but I have the faith. And then you can transact in the kingdom of God. You can transact in heaven. Somebody say amen. amen. That's how we are going to experience the supernatural manifestations of the power of God. So it is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit whereby a believer is empowered with special faith. So when you carry this gift of faith, you are empowered by the Spirit of God to operate at a very high level of faith. Special faith. Wonder-working faith. It is a gift of the Spirit to the believer. In order for us to be able to receive miracles... There are miracles that you cannot buy with money, but only faith. When the doctors say there is nothing that they can do, only faith can work. The medical aid cannot work. Only faith can work. When the doctors have come to a conclusion of saying there is nothing that can help you, there is nothing that we can be able to do, all that you need to do is just to go home and be with your loved ones. I've experienced that before. It's not a nice thing. It's only faith that can bail you out when the medical aid cannot do anything for you. It's only faith. Only faith that can bail you out. So this kind of faith helps you to operate in a high level of miracles. And it comes by the Spirit. This is the kind of faith that the Holy Spirit gives to us when we have to believe God for ridiculous breakthroughs. That is why we have faith that Hillcrest Campus is going to work and it's going to work soon. 
That is why we are all here this morning. It is because of the working of faith. We came, we came here with no one. And look how many of you are here today. It is because of the working of faith. Ridiculous breakthrough. It's ridiculous to come and get such a facility from Joburg. And come here every Sunday. It's ridiculous. It, it can only take faith. And not saving faith, not living faith, not the fruit, but the gift that operates the miracles and the signs and the wonders. Faith. Faith in God. Faith in God can cause you to have things that you never dreamed of. If you can allow the Holy Spirit to impart in your heart the gift of faith that you can give to God and you can transact from heaven. Somebody say amen. Ridiculous breakthroughs. Something that you are even scared to tell people about. Because you don't know if they are going to believe you when you tell them. When you see, when you say, see what the Lord has done. So general faith is for general miracles. But the gift of faith is for impossible miracles. General faith is when we pray and we hear and then ask based on what we have heard. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing. But the level of the gift of faith is when the Holy Spirit pushes you to believe God for something that you have never even had anyone talk about. Pushes you to believe him for things that are ridiculous. Things that other people will say, are you sure? But as long as you know your God, that is the gift of faith pushes you to do things that even ordinary Christians will never attempt to do even those who are esteemed as strong in the Lord will never attempt to do when you have tapped into what we call the gift of faith so this is faith at the end of general faith the faith that we live by this is faith that you need to tap into when the general faith that we live by is failing you. When the general faith that we live by is not producing the results that you are trusting God for. You need to tap into the gift of faith, this other level, and say, Lord, give me the gift of faith. Because this that I am facing right now, the general faith of waking up in the morning and having food to eat, is no longer going to work. Because we don't, the, the general faith, we don't have to push ourselves at all for the general faith. It's we know God will provide. It's simple. And God provides. Sometimes God provides through your husband. Sometimes God provides through your wife. Sometimes God provides through your salary every month. It's general faith. Because you know the company you work for is well established. You will indeed get your salary. It's general faith. But there is another level that will push you to believe God for things that you cannot afford. To believe God for things that you do not know where you are going to get them from. I've lived by that kind of faith for many years and I know it works. So I stand here and I announce to you that if you can tap into that faith, there will be many things that you will be able to achieve. And many will wonder how come you are achieving them. It's because of the gift of faith my time where did my time go so those who operate in the gift of faith 
can believe God in such a way that God will honor their word as his own. When I have said this is happening, God will honor what I have said as if he is the one who said it. So if you operate at this level of faith, you partner with God. You partner with God. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter number 9, verse number 23, it says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. As Lulin, the working of miracles, I have only 10 minutes. I can't believe this. The power gifts, right? That's what we are talking about. The working of miracles. A miracle is a supernatural intervention by God in an ordinary course of nature. That we are natural people, but God will then introduce his supernatural power. And then we experience miracles. We have established that the gift of faith receives a miracle. So when we have the gift of faith, we receive. So faith receives, but the working of miracles produces the miracle, the tangible miracle itself. So sometimes we sit at church, we hear the word of God, and we are stirred up, and faith is released, and we shout, and we say we receive, but we never experienced, we never experienced what we have received. The diagnosis for that is that we do not then work the gift of the working of miracles. Yes, it's a miracle that we have received by faith, but there is a working that needs to take place so that we can experience the miracle in the physical. And I am tempted to say faith, the gift of faith is going to cause us to receive it in the spirit, but then the working of miracles is what is going to cause us to handle it in the physical. So how do we then handle the miracles that we have received by faith from God? It is through the working of miracles. Many people say, I receive, I know God is going to do for me such and such a thing. And then we fold our arms and we sit down and we do not work the miracle. Even Jesus himself, even though he had the faith of knowing that he is able to do miracles, signs and wonders, but he always emphasized the working of miracles. He even said to Lazarus when, he, when, when Martha and Mary, they said uh, uh, he is dead and he said he is sleeping. That was faith. He was speaking faith. He was saying he is not dead, he is sleeping. And then the working of miracles, him saying he is not dead, he's, 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 uh, he's sleeping, was not going to raise him from the dead. What raised him from the dead was the working of miracle. That is why they then went to where he was and he said, Lazarus, come forth. That was the working of the miracle. When Elijah and Elisha, we all know the story in the book of 2 Kings, and he, he wanted the double portion and he wanted to get the mantle. The Bible says when he saw him uh, being, being taken away, the mantle fell down. He took the mantle. It was faith that caused him to follow Elijah. It was faith that caused him to want the mantle. But it was the working of miracles that parted the river Jordan. When he then lifted the mantle and said, where is the God of Elijah? And the waters parted. That was the working of the miracle. 
So when you have received, when we preach, when you have received, when we see, when you see something that God is promising you in his word, don't stop there in faith of receiving, but work the miracle. Many of us fail because we don't work the miracle. We expect God to come and be the one who go and look for business. We expect God to be the one who comes and go and preach the gospel. We expect God to be the one who comes and go and look for the job. No, whatever miracle that you are trusting God for, there is a working of miracles that needs to be taken into account. My time, my time. Miracles are not a coincidence. They have to be worked. They have to be worked. You must be a worker. Partner with God. Partner with the Holy Spirit. Be a worker. They are not just a coincidence. They must be worked. There is a miracle worker in you. And that miracle worker in you is the Holy Spirit. And he wants to partner with you. To work out everything you are believing God for. What is the working of miracles? It is when you act on your faith. That's how you work your miracles. When you act on your faith. You believe that this is what God wants you to do. You don't just sit. You take a step of faith. And you work towards it. I remember there's a lady who once we were preaching in Delmas a long time ago. She was not working. Preached on faith. And she received her job. And after receiving her job, the, same, the following day in the morning, she dressed up and went and looked for a job. The first place she dropped her CV, that's the place she was employed. Till today, she's employed in that place. The working of a miracle. If she only received and believed in the service and did not go and work the miracle, she was not going to be employed. Till today, she's still working for the same uh, company. Number three. Gifts of healing. I'm closing. Supernatural healing of sickness and diseases without natural source or means. Healings because God is a healer. The, the Bible says in the book of Exodus 15, 26, you will read it at home. It says, for I am the Lord who heals you. God is indeed a healer. God can heal you. God can heal each and every one of us from any kind and any sort of sickness and disease. He's a healer. I have a testimony. My child, my daughter, Wandisile, when she was young, she was diagnosed with some severe asthma. They wanted to operate on her chest. Very young, tiny, small. They said they wanted to know what is in our house. Do we have a carpet? Whatever they wanted to. And they started diagnosing her of many other things. And the doctor said she needs to be operated there and there. And said we must, when we go back home, we must trip the house of the carpet. And all of those things. She gave us a whole, lot, a whole list of things that we were supposed to make sure that she does not touch, that she does not eat. My husband was in Cape Town at that time. And he was still in, uh, in business, shame, trying to sanganisa some things. Before God told him, hey, I will take care of you. Stop it. I need you, to, <laughs> I need you to focus on what I have called you to do. So he was in Cape Town. He came back 
because we are in hospital. Came back and the doctor explained that one day was supposed, you will see one day she'll be here on Sunday next week. She's almost 16 years old now. The doctor said, you are making the biggest mistake when my husband said, discharge them. The doctor said, what are you doing? He said, discharge them. There is no child of mine who is not even a six months who is going to be operated in the chest. Other things might go wrong. Leave her. I was like, and then? So I had to, to follow. I followed. We were discharged. We went home. He laid hands on her. He prayed for her. Till today, never had an asthma attack, none whatsoever. In fact, we don't know what asthma is in the house. We did not strip the carpet. We did not do anything. He prayed for her. Prayed for her. The gift of faith. And the working of miracle. Discharged us from hospital. Laid hands on her. And the healing took place. By reason of the spirit of God. Gifts of healings. The Bible does not say gift of healing. But gifts of healings. So it means you can be healed in your mind. You can be healed in your broken heart. You can be healed in whatever it is that you are going through. You can be healed from addiction. You can be healed from even bad thought patterns. You can be healed because it is the working, the miracles of healings. The Bible says it is the gifts of healings. Not just one. Any kind where you need healing from. God is able by his spirit to administer that healing. Gift of healings. Don't say I'm not crippled, I don't need healing. You might need it in your mind. You might need it in your marriage. You might need it in your addiction. You might need it in whatever else that is a burden to you and you no longer want it. The spirit of God is able to break every burden and heal you. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.